Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I've got uh, Andrew Ketchum on. Andrew, what's up, man? How's it going? Just um, eating some food. Probably going to pack and go to sleep soon and get ready to fly to Cancun tomorrow. Yeah, so about that. So uh, it's pretty much like a, I don't know, spur of the moment, uh, impromptu precap for uh, uh, for Cancun. Just wanted to get your thoughts. Um so it's at the time of this recording, it's Friday evening, um, 6 p.m., and you're flying out, you said, tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, we fly out um, at 8 o'clock, I think, uh, um, we around in, there. We as in the team, or are you and like, Courtney? Or... Um, he, yeah, me and, yeah, me and Courtney fly out at 8, eight tomorrow. Nice. Probably a silly question, but I'm just going to go ahead and start with, uh, are you excited? I'm very excited. This is, um, this is why I play dodgeball. So it's... It's a, finally a time where, you know, everybody out there is, you know, a good player. You have to be on top of your game all the time. Uh, every every team you play, you know, you're playing the best from their country. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's what I, it's, yeah, it's why, why I play dodgeball. So without trying to diss crisis or anything, is this one of like, is this the event that you look forward to the most or like, is, is this the peak for you for this year? Or is it just like a different kind of dodgeball? It's yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a different kind of dodgeball. Like, which there's the fun, you know. That's the that's that's my team always. But this is you know this is the chance that it's it's the Olympics. You know, it's regardless of what team you're on. It's awesome. You know, it's awesome to play for your country. So it's not necessarily like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so like you, you look forward to elite, but then you look forward to this just on a different kind of level, different type of uh, mentality, I think. Or exactly, like most people, obviously elites, the it's it. And then once that's over, we drop off, and then we've got you know the random tournaments until next year. But then you just obviously keep going, so you don't really prefer one over the other, I guess. Right. Gotcha. Um, what what have you done differently this year uh, versus last year to prepare for it? Um. So it's uh, a lot of this year has just been kind of coming back from, I got really sick um, in April uh, during a trip to a uh, tournament. Uh, it was the, the European cup um, played in that tournament. I uh, was very dehydrated and got rhabdo. Um, so basically had to take a couple months off of training um just to kind of recover from that so coming back from that it was a little it was it was a little harder because before uh the last time i was training for worlds you know it was just trying to get as fast as i can um but now it's you know now it's trying to like optimize certain things and like get stronger in like certain areas and like depending upon what i want to do so this this year is a much more um like specified training i would say yeah, so let, let's talk about that for a real brief second. So two years ago, roughly, I mean, no offense, but you had some weight to lose, right? Like you, you're kind of just, um, if I remember your post correctly, you were like, okay, I'm going to take it easy on the drinking. I'm going to focus. I'm going to join this uh, elite fitness gym and just put in the work. And you, you got a lot of progress uh, this time last year. I remember looking at you like, Where, where's the rest of you? And so, you know, I, I think, well, actually, I, I maybe I could ask you this. So when... 
that, that's to, to do that is one thing to, to say you've had enough and, and actually start training in a very, very, I mean, in the way professional athletes would train to go that and then to kind of have like the, I don't know what you, what would you call Was it Rob, Robido? Uh, yeah, Rabdo. Rabdo. So was that like the reset button hit all over again or did you already have like a baseline or like how did, what was, what was harder, I guess? Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So at that point, um, it's, I have to like the, the training I had to, you know, like I had to bring it down a little bit. Um, I had, so that was hard for me cause I was, I was at that point where I just wanted to like keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, but that's how I got to that place. Um, for a while I had to deal, you know, deal with the fact that I was going to cramp up more often. Um, and, I'm, and that I had to re- replenish electrolytes at a much faster rate. Um, and like, like all kind of it's the, cause once the thing about rhabdo is once it happens, then your body, your body can, it knows that there's this extra source of energy if it needs it, um, which isn't good. So I have to always know that if I can't let myself get to that state, so it's it training was a lot more about focusing on the recovery side of it too um but through doing that my shoulder feels a lot better um and then i i ended up actually getting much stronger because i was doing the recovery that i needed to gotcha you said a source of energy so like it's feeding off your muscles right that's what rabdo is at some point yeah so rab yeah so basically like when your body like gets in this state it can't pull energy it has nothing to pull from so it breaks down your muscle and then at that point it releases it in your bloodstream your kidneys can't filter it and then you essentially go blood clot and that from the not good um so that was i was a decent way into that process when they when it got it so i got pretty lucky um so yeah so it's just always knowing that that can happen a lot more frequently for me so i can't let that happen so just a little more uh, aware now, like you, you, you can sense when you're overtraining, when you're going into like overdrive and you can kind of just adjust now because you pretty yep. much, uh, yeah, you don't want to go back there again. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I forgot about that, man. Um, it's been a long year, but, um, I remember seeing you like a picture of you in the hospital bed. I was like, this, this freaking joker. And then I kind of read into it. It was like, Oh wait, no, he's actually in the hospital. Holy crap. Um, so starting, you didn't really necessarily start from scratch, right? Like, but there was a psychological, was there like a psychological hurdle that you had to overcome? Just kind of like, I, cause I can't imagine what that's like, you know, to, to get to that state where it's now permanent, like you have to be careful from now on. Um, did that mess with you mentally at all? Or were you just kind of, were you able to yeah, ke- come back into it or what was that like? Yeah. It, for, for a while it did. Um, like the first couple months back, um, like, so after, after resting and then like getting back into training, um, it, I didn't like ever know what I could do. I was always kind of worried about like doing too much weight and I didn't really like trust my body enough yet. So like that mental block of like understanding, like the, yes, this was normal. Like as long as I'm doing the recovery, I need to, as long as I'm staying hydrated, as long as my electrolytes are there, like this won't happen. So like once I got like past the mental block of that, I can train at, you know, at that rate again, as, that as long as I am doing the recovery that is necessary. Um, and then once that happened, uh, getting significantly stronger. So that was, that was kind of a cool, um, just, just like understanding like how important recovery really is. Yeah, definitely humbling in a, in a weird way to, to, to look at it, I guess. Um, 
what advice would you give to somebody that's listening that's recovering from like an injury where obviously it's not full blown like what you had, but like for example, you know, Brenda, she broke her thumb, but she still trained through. You know, a lot of people I I would dare say they get a debilitating injury like that. They don't want to play anymore or they want to move on. But, you know, what what advice would you give to somebody that's that's trying to struggle and push through? Um, just stop. It's not worth it. Um, so like I have a so I have a torn rotator cuff and a torn labrum. Um, and that's, that's just from pushing through and push and like, you know, one time it felt a little, little funky. I, you know, didn't think anything of it, kept playing. Um, it's, you know, take that time, take that rest. It, it, it will, it will do so much better for you than playing in that next tournament. Um, I've seen, I've seen a lot of players who, who, if they had just taken a month off, would still be top players versus trying to, you know, cash in that one month for, you know, years of or months of recovery afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard, man. Cause it's, I mean, dodgeball is still fairly new. Uh, people, I don't think understand what, uh, what they're looking at when they get an injury and we always think, Hey, I just want to play the next game. I'll shake it off. And you don't really, um, you know, I think now we'll, we'll look at torn labrums. We'll look at, uh, Rob Doe. We'll look at broken fingers. What do you have? like, you were supposed to be out for eight months. Like just knock it off. Just take a break. You know, you can wait out eight months or whatever the recovery time is and, and buy yourself years later. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the thing too, is like, if people want the sport to get taken seriously, like you have to have people playing in the top, like at the top of their ability, nobody wants to watch a bunch of broken people playing dodgeball. <laughs> so that's fair, especially uh, at this caliber now, because now we can kind of, um, you know, this is teams that they earn the right to be there. Like every single person battled uh, through combines, through tournaments, through scouts, however the other countries do it. Um, they, they better be in peak physical shape. So we don't want to see a bunch of broken Team USA members playing either. So Absolutely. So, uh, so speaking of that and team USA, just, uh, I mean, obviously this is from your perspective, but you know, I've seen, uh, quite a few social media stuff with the women working out. And I think I, I don't know if I was talking to you or Tyler, maybe, um, who is a trainer by the way, in case nobody is tracking that, but, um, so I want to bring him up later, but, um, what, what is, what is team USA's on the men's aspect done to prepare? Are there workouts too, like, like the women's or the scrimmages, or can you kind of talk to that real quick? Yeah. So, um, I think this this year, uh, just across the board, there was a much bigger buy-in that everybody really wanted to, you know, train hard and get to that level. I think, I think getting silver last year was probably the best thing that happened to dodgeball, like for for the U.S. Um, the men's the men's side, um, because it it wasn't just you know, talent didn't do it anymore it you know everybody had to be training at that level and so this year i mean it's it's been incredible to watch every like you know everybody is training as like as hard as they possibly can um we we worked on we're working on plays we're all communicating all the time um the guys in la uh and including isidro um have been practicing a lot as well um, and then I know everybody else has been individually putting in the time. So I think just a, across the board, it's, it's awesome to see the dedication. And I think it really sets a tone for like, for people who want to, you know, want to try out for USA and want to make the team. And like, if, like if, you know, maybe if you were on, you made the combine last year, but didn't make the team, like see, you know, are you putting in the same amount of time? Um, I think it, I think it really sets a tone for, you know, for USA dodgeball. 
So now it, it means you put in the work. Like it's not, as you said, talent alone is not going to get you through. Yep. That's good. And uh, that's, I like what you said about getting silver because uh, my takeaway uh, was uh, they're probably going to come back a lot hungrier now because uh, it's not just something that's handed to you guys anymore based on your talent and, and roster. I mean, looking at that talent last year, uh, I was like, holy crap, there's no way they can lose. But, um, I mean, that was obviously the case. But I'm really, really excited to see uh, what you guys do this year. And Yeah. And like, and I mean, like, cause, cause the, like, I, I was the last person in, I, I tried to rely on talent going for a catch and I got out and like, and even in that moment, like, you know, I've, I think I've, so I've watched that. I've counted it. I've watched that game 300 and I think it's 332 times now. Um, just like the entire way through and a lot of that part. And so it's, it's, it's like, that just you know that drive and that like you know want to we we all want that win um i think you know it's it's gonna it's it's gonna show nice are you uh do, do you think it's going to be a rematch between you and malaysia for the finals or is there teams that you guys are kind of looking out for or scouting or are you just worried about yourselves right now yeah no i mean you, you got to give every team a chance but that's that's what i predict the final is going to be That'd be cool to see. I would love to see a rematch and uh, just see what you guys do differently for this this round. Um, I know I mentioned. So, how did you kind of a, kind of a sideways question for, or a sidebar or question for me? But how did you even find Elite Fitness? Like, how did you find your trainer, and then how did you um, how that happen? So, I like I looked around um, just for a gym that was nearby that did training and just kind of like looked at, looked at reviews and like looked specifically for sports training. Um, and then I went in and like basically sat down, did an interview and we talked about, you know, what I wanted to achieve. Um, and then just kind of from there, it, 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 it was, they, they'll give you back as much as you put in. Um, so if you, you know, if you, if you're giving it your all, they will, they will give it your, their all as well. Did it, was it weird asking to train you for dodgeball at all? No, I mean, he was, he was super excited about it because you know, it's, it's any, it, it, if anything, a trainer can put on their resume sounds awesome. And, and him saying like, like I'm training a US, a USA dodgeball team member, um, and, and I mean, I think through that, I, there's been quite a few people who, through Dodgeball who have signed up and other people as well, just because they've, you know, they've seen the results. Yeah. I mean, I'm one so, of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. Um, to have somebody take it seriously and look at you, uh, I guess I'm look at me and say, okay, I'm going to work on your legs. Cause they're, well, he didn't say this because they're weak as crap, but I'm going to also work on your shoulders and just like factor in for me, both military requirements and dodgeball and be like, this is uh somebody that's not laughing in my face about this. Like, cause 10 years ago, this would have been fun to a fun conversation to have. But, um, you know, as you're saying about how dodgeball is elevating, like, I feel like this is going to be the norm. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure four or five years from now, everyone's going to have some kind of trainer and everyone's gonna be putting the work day in and day out in the gym to, to get into, uh, that peak dodgeball shape, whatever that looks like. But, um, it's exciting to see, these workouts and it's uh it's kind of cool uh, being able to sometimes work out next to you um i see what i'm doing i'm like wow i'm not even coming close to what catchman's doing this sucks but i know i'll get there eventually but it's it's exciting and even the little stories that that tyler's done 
has been pretty cool. So um, I can only imagine what, like I said, a couple of years from now is gonna gonna bring on. Um, Absolutely. Before we get into the crowdsource questions, I was able to snag a few. I did uh, reach out to Tyler and told him I was gonna interview, and I just want to see if he had anything to say. And he said, um, "Let me pull up real quick." Uh, he just said, "Give him a shout out for me and Elite Dodge or Elite Fitness a shout out." So I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be watching you because um, I, I think he saw you like watching on, on ESPN and all that other stuff. So good guy to have in the corner, man. He's he's an awesome dude. And for anybody else that's on the fence about getting a personal trainer, if you can afford it, time and money wise, uh, freaking do it. It's it makes a huge difference. But um, we'll go ahead and go into the. Quick crowdsource questions, um, starting with uh, Eli. Um, he asked, which country do you look forward to playing against the most, if you have one? Um, it's – ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's probably just – it's probably Malaysia, you know? Yeah. Like, that's – right now, right now, they're the best as of last year, so I want to play the best because I want to be the best. So that's, you know – yeah. Malaysia. Plus I like, I like the drama aspect, man. And like I said, I want that rematch, uh, as from a spectator's point of view, like I want to see that build up and, you know, just say like, okay, here comes it's these two teams that I want to watch. And who knows, maybe we'll get upset. I saw, um, some of the can uh, team Canada promo videos and they, they sound like they're going to come in swinging too, just based off, uh, how their coach is talking to their teammates. It was, it, it's exciting. Um, be fanboying out. Yeah, I think, I think there's some, uh, there's some fun little, uh, rivalry with, the essentially the Ohio guys uh, and, Mal- and Malaysia as well, uh, because we from the Asia Pacific Invitational. So uh, Carlos played in that tournament, and now he's playing on Malaysia um, along with uh, the rest of the other guys. So that's that's going to be cool to see. Nice, good stuff. Um, Mark Stokes asks, "Are you ready?" Um, Next question. <laughs> Does that change every minute? Like, or you just want to avoid that at all, t- uh, all together? I'm always ready. Next question. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Sergio Leone says, uh, can you compare your form from last year and be happy with where you are now? Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so, you know what, I'll use the, I'll use the, Go- the Goku reference. Uh, for him so we were you know we were trying to last year we were trying to understand the ultimate instinct um but now we finally mastered it so there we go we as in uh you and someone else or you and yes okay the whole team gotcha let's see he uh he also said which team on a personal not team level you're looking forward to facing the most kind of covered that already with uh i think malaysia that's that's the one right yeah yep and then uh shelby grimes asked what city would you like to see worlds hosted in the future if you had any kind of input on that one so this is uh this is hope this is like semi-hopeful for dodgeball as a whole um but also just in the world and because of i know what they're i'm i follow this very closely but um they're essentially redoing uh king tut's tomb in egypt right now um and so i want to see egyptian dodgeball get involved with uh wdbf 
um, and other countries around there. So it'd be awesome to see them host, you know, the, the combined worlds. That's cool. Yeah. I remember, I don't know what page it was on, but I think somebody from dodgeball Egypt, I don't know, I don't know what their official league is, but they showed like a, a court, but the pyramids are in the background. Do you remember seeing that? Yeah. I, yeah. And if like, that's how cool would that be? That was, that was pretty sick, man. That, that kind of gave me like a really good sense of like, okay, this international thing is real. It's, it's actually happening. And how, how awesome would that be to watch, or I guess in your case, play dodgeball with the freaking pyramids in the background. Like that's, that's pretty epic, man. I, I don't know if that's in our lifetime. I hope it is. Uh, hopefully it's soon too. That'd be, I mean, what, what else can you, how can you top that, that background? Yeah. Like there's no way. Yeah. Imagine if you get to like practice with that. Like you see that every day, like this is our court. Like we, we play here and there's always the pyramids in the background. Like that must be pretty insane. So I hope they, are, are they part of the, are they official now? Like are they part of the WDBF or like, I guess um, that's a, I'm not, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I hope they are, but yeah. if they are not, I would love to see them be a part of it. I'll do some scrolling offline. I know, I think it's somewhere on my page, but, um, the other question I got, last one was, um, let's see if I can read this correctly. Sergio Leone, he says, in preparation over the past year, what lesson was the most engraving you learned that led you to this point going into Cancun? So you can't recovery. Talk to, yeah, exactly. I can say yeah. you can't talk to recovery being the biggest one. Oh yeah, no, there's, there's, I can't, and I cannot stress it enough for everybody. And just recovery, recovery will will give you more than it will take away. Yeah, that's uh it's refreshing to hear from somebody younger than myself, man. It's like you said, I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but so many people try to play through the injury and they just make themselves worse. And it's like you you want to walk when you're 50, I'm sure you want to be able to like maneuver and and just function, but um yeah, it's hard cuz when you when you play a game like dodgeball, you just you just want to play as much as you can, but um recovery will do it. Um so I did get one more question from Carrie. It's just a, it's like a creepy wink and a gift that just says, uh, why are you the way that you are? So what do you mean by that? I'm, I'm unsure. Um, it, it might be because she's in love with, uh, with team Malaysia. Oh. Um, she's their biggest fan. Uh, so she, that might be because I'm rooting, I'm, I'm rooting against her team. I mean, that's fair. You, you kind of need to, right? Um, Okay. And then I don't know if this is a question or uh, Nick Factorian is talking in code, but it's German meat question mark. Oh, it's that's it. Oh, he, absolutely. <laughs> he knows. Yep. Absolutely. Just absolutely is your answer. Always. Fair enough. Yeah. German, yeah, German, German meat is a, uh, it's, you know, it's not just a team. It's not just a term. It's a, it's a lifestyle choice. So. All right, I'll, I'll I'll figure that one out eventually. Get get in get involved in that uh, the significance, but um, well, cool, man. I actually think this will be a legitimate minisode. Um, I'll see if I can plug or, or pluck some other people from uh, the team as we get closer into the actual event. But if not, uh, definitely want to see how how it goes. And uh, before we we wrap up, though, was there any shout outs that you wanted to give um, before we wrap up? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Tyler and to elite fitness um really wouldn't i really wouldn't be playing still at this level without them so nice big shout big shout to them um also 
this is a shout out and also kind of a kind of a sad note this is the uh this is the first tournament that i won't be playing without my bash bro justin pyam uh i like a big stage in a long time so um you know it's always hard i wish he was always out there with me bash bros for life shout out to justin uh and also the the always ever present ever forgotten but always swag brett baxter and his side and his side hustle somewhat good looking older brother ethan dibble so ethan's the older one huh yeah yeah he uh yeah he's a he's a farmer boy now so he's the older one <laughs> nice well i'm sure uh i mean we're all be rooting for you so just you know carry them in your thoughts as you're demolishing people for us and um yeah man i appreciate you hopping on last minute and uh all i could say now at this point is good luck man we're watching you on on the youtubes thank you so much Alrighty, so that was a real quick uh very brief uh precap more or less with uh, andrew ketchum and andrew thank you so much for for being willing to hop on man um i definitely wanted to uh to interview more people uh, leading up to worlds, but unfortunately just due to my schedule, um, this is the most I can do. And, uh, it was really hard to avoid, uh, going into rabbit holes with you. A lot of stuff that we talked about, I definitely want to, uh, to probably explore more, um, in a couple of weeks once all is, is sent down, but I definitely did not want to hold you up while you're getting ready to, uh, to pack and, and head, head down to a uh, Cancun. Um, on that note, I will do my best to, uh, produce some form of recap. Um, if I could interview everybody, I would, but, um, if you're listening and you have suggestions, please uh, send those my way. Um, I don't know if you guys would like a panel review or just whoever I can pluck out of thin air. But um, yeah, let me know how we can best tackle this because I, I feel like an event this big needs to at least have one or two episodes. And uh, thankfully, my schedule isn't as crazy anymore. November was a was a fun month, but um, I think... I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. So again, thank you people that threw out the questions, uh, last minute. And, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, on that note, if you are still listening and you are traveling to uh, Cancun safe travels for everyone else, have a great uh, rest of your weekend and we'll see you next time. So anyway, on that note, uh, if you are listening on your way to Cancun, safe travels. If you are in your homes, then have a great day.